Hey, welcome to the All Together Podcast. My name is Bianca and I am your podcast host. I know as well as anyone that life can be messy when you are following God, figuring out relationships, and learning how to be a healthy adult. I hope this podcast encourages you, makes you laugh, and helps you grow a little closer to Jesus. Oh, I'll be spilling all the tea, so get your cups ready. Hey, it's your girl, Bianca. I feel so excited to finally release the very first episode of the All Together podcast. Can you believe it? This has been a dream of mine for the last five years, and honestly, it feels very unreal. Season one, though, is going to be really good. I, It's going to be so good. Just get ready. We're going to be talking about community, friendship, relationships. I will also be having a couple health episodes like hormonal health, periods, birth control, etc. So that's going to be super fun. So you will not want to miss these next couple episodes. On today's podcast, I will be having a conversation about singleness with one of my closest friends, Natalia Green. We met at Upper Room School of Ministry and we have been inseparable ever since. We bonded over our love for Jesus, obviously, but we also bonded over our wild curly hair and the fact that we're biracial and that we are 27 years old and still single. So we have a lot to bond over. We also have a passion for health. She's a nurse. I'm in public health and our love for travel. We were both shook though when we realized that we both drive Honda Fits, uh, basically a match made in heaven. On this episode, Natalia brings honesty, vulnerability, and drops some incredible wisdom for us singles. We talk about three ways on how to navigate our singleness and how to do it well. I think as a culture, we have been bought into this lie that in order to be happy or fulfilled, we have to be in a relationship. But in this episode, we really want to push back on that narrative and discuss how fulfillment comes from Jesus alone. I believe this episode will also be good for those who are dating and those who are married. So you know how to encourage your single friends through this journey, because let's be real. It's really hard. This episode has really shifted my perspective personally from being sad and disappointed about where I am in life to hopeful and excited about what's to come. Um, You might want to grab a piece of paper or just your phone and take some notes because you will be both challenged and encouraged. It's that good. I promise. All right, guys, let's jump into this episode with Natalia Green. Hello and welcome to the All Together podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Yeah, you do. Drum roll, please. (laughs) (laughs) Natalia. Yay. She's one of my BFFs. She's my homie. We are like sisters and we're twins. <laughs> it's true. The hair. We both have this big, crazy curly We're both hair. biracial. We both drive Honda Fits. When we met, we both were gluten-free for a little minute. <laughs> but God healed us both. Praise him. He really did. And so. it was kind of like the same time, around the same time as well. Yeah. There's this coffee place in Dallas um, called Davis that everyone goes to at our church. And we went and got some bread some sourdough bread (laughs) it was the best bread of my life and afterwards we both were like wait i don't feel ill (laughs) and that was the beginning of the end of (laughs) gluten-free we were praying though in the prayer room we took communion over celiac disease for like eight months (laughs) that's hilarious well i'm currently recording 
in Natalia's room. We are in Dallas. I've been here for a week. I'm trying to get her to move back here. So she is. Put it on your prayer list, y'all. <laughs> Might be working. I don't know. We'll see. We wanted to kind of hash out a discussion, and I hope that this will be encouraging for everyone who is in the same boat as us, which is a lot of people. But today we wanted to talk about singleness and navigating singleness in your upper 20s. Let's let's hash it. <laughs> it's it's loaded. <laughs> it is it is a loaded question for sure. So Natalia, how old are you? I'm 27. I'll be 28 in June, so like a month and a half. Are you currently dating? I am single, single, single. I always say single is a Pringle, but you hate that. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said it and I was like, I don't want that to be recorded. Single as a Pringle. People don't get it, but one Pringle makes it a single. Whatever. Bye. (laughs) Moving on. Next. (laughs) Next. Have you been dating a lot throughout your 20s or has it been just like big breaks in between? There's, There's been some serious relationships. There's been like just dating, like going on a few dates and then being like, you know, it was good, but I don't think we're like well matched. And then, and then there has been some like droughts. Search all over, can't find nobody. He'll find me is what is what I'm I'm hoping. And that, that's what they say. <laughs> it is he who finds a wife. He finds a real good thing. Listen, she is a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of take a deeper dive into ways that we've both navigated because we're both 27 and a lot of our friends have gotten married at this point and I think even in Christian circles it's so complicated honestly because it's like at least for me I grew up where everyone's like yeah you're gonna get married at 21 22 yeah, and same. then all of a sudden I don't I thought I was just 22 honestly I don't know where I don't know how I hit 27 so quickly <laughs> but Yeah, it's very complicated and it's hard to wrestle through, I think, too, because you look at yourself and you're like, what's going on here? Why hasn't this mysterious, incredible man not shown up at my door? Right, swept you off your feet. It's, I think in that, there's this wrestle of like hope deferred potentially where you thought your life would look a certain way and it doesn't. Yeah. And then reconciling that. Mm Mm-hmm. The main things is not putting your life on hold for a man, for yeah. marriage, for a husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to go like travel the world with my husband. And right. then I thought, but I don't know when he's coming. Am I just not going to travel the world? Right. And so at that time, I did like a whole Asia tour. I went to Africa, did a mission trip. Like I I moved to several states, but then something happened in my mid twenties where all of a sudden I was like in this weird funk again. Yeah, that's real. But like, you've also been all over the world. Yeah. Lived in several states. I bopped like out outside of like, I took a gap year after I graduated college and, um, where'd you go? And I was in a pair for two different families there. And then in college, I studied abroad in Italy and I popped out through Europe and I've done mission trips in India and Africa. And then I've lived in three different states now. So I feel like I've, I've really like bopped around, but it's honestly been an intentional decision where kind of same as you, like it, I think I would have liked it to be with, my spouse, my husband, but 
really wanting to go on these trips and not deciding like, hey, like I can go on this trip and I can find community there. And in the interim, when I'm trying to make community, the Lord will be really near to me and I can do this thing without a husband and not delaying life and saying like, well, I'm going to wait to buy a house, which Mm -hmm. I don't currently own a house, but a house or a vacation or like having this thing, like if you think you're going to jump out of a plane one day, but you want to be with your husband, like just go jump out of the freaking plane. Like you don't have to wait until you can strap hubby to you to do it. (laughs) It doesn't even work like that. I've been (laughs) skydiving. Unless he's like super certified, you know. <laughs> Another man's gonna be strapped to you anyway. So. <laughs> I remember I was on a plane and about to skydive for my 25th, and like the guy kept like pushing me closer and closer to him as we were like getting up in the air, and I was just like, "This, this is close." Different type of intimacy. I'm like, you know? I, I'm like, I don't normally I, at that time. Gosh, I haven't had a man this close to me <laughs> in a long time. I was like, whoa, you know, build some type of way. <laughs> but it's true. I love that. Like, it's just, we're not made to just like pause our life. Yeah. It's true. And it's so complicated. Cause you're also wrestling with like, Oh, I want to travel the world and I want to do these things with somebody, but it's not happening right now. Well, I think, like, go do the thing, and then when somebody comes along, you can do the thing with them. Yeah. Rather than, and, like, I think there's just this, you just never know how your life's going to play out. Yeah. And maybe you get married and the finances aren't there, or you get pregnant really quickly, Mm -hmm. or you, I mean, X, Y, and Z, there's one million scenarios where, like, then it doesn't happen, and you guys suddenly don't have the ability to travel and it's like I don't want to I don't want to live my life waiting and contingent on somebody so that's good I think you just you go and do what you want to do and then the Lord will bring the right person at the right time and then you can do the things that you desire together but I mean just don't sit at home in the meantime well I remember hearing so many girls were like oh I I want to go to Europe, but I only want to do it on my honeymoon. And it's like, go to Europe. I've always wanted to go to Fiji. And I'm like, oh, Fiji would be a great place for my honeymoon. But recently I've been like, hmm, I might as well just girls trip. trip. <laughs> girls trip. Girls trip. <laughs> I'm like, that would be so fun. And, you know, it's just like, might as well go and go do it, you know, and take some great pictures while you're at it. I know. It's true. You just, you get out there and do it. That's yeah. And it's, honestly, it's empowering. I think we're on this kind of travel vein right now. Yeah, we are. But I, like, traveling alone, of course, you need to, like, have wisdom and be careful and don't go down a sketchy alley by yourself at night. Mm-hmm. But there's something empowering about going and traveling and by yourself. Mm-hmm. And and it's, um, I don't know, the, the word that keeps coming is empowering. Like, you just feel good after. You're like, wow, I really did the thing. Yeah. And you're making memories with God. Yeah. I think it's like there's so many moments where I'm like, oh, it's just me and the Lord. And it's I can talk to him and he could we could dream together. And I think it's just such a beautiful and sweet place to be with the Lord is when you're being stretched out of your comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. And we've both lived in multiple states. And I think those have been very stretching for us. Mm -hmm. But they've been good. Yeah. When I moved to Minnesota, that's like where I really grew up. 
and I became a grown woman there. <laughs> and I have a lot of memories of being by myself, hiking or going to the movies by myself. People hate when I say that. They're like, not you on the movies by yeah. yourself. You can go get a friend. But for me, it wasn't really about the community or the friendship piece. It was just, I want to see a movie. I'm just going to go. Well, I think in that too, you really learn to enjoy your own company. Yep. And it's a muscle that you have to exercise. Yeah. I think when you first, the first time you go out to dinner by yourself, honestly, you might squirm the whole time. And like, it's tempting to get on your phone mm -hmm. and like scroll and text people back and check your email, but put your phone in your purse and people watch, talk to the Lord, enjoy your food. Like there, there's so much um, joy to be had in enjoying your own company. Yeah. But I, I think that there's a hump to get over and if you don't get over the hump, then it's just like it feels a little awkward and tense, mm -hmm. especially for extroverts who mm -hmm. like being with people. I think introverts have that down better. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I know we keep talking about traveling and some people are not into traveling like that or they think I'll do it later, like putting it off. But another thing is go get your education if you want to mm -hmm. go get that master's, you know, yeah, and just here has her whole master's. I have my whole master's. But I just think there's just so many different ways other than not just traveling, but just going and being bold and doing something outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. By yourself. Yeah. It's true. The getting out of your comfort zone. I think that that's like a key thing. Like mm -hmm. just it, it produces something and it's like it produces endurance. It produces liking yourself more. Yeah. It produces confidence in, mm -hmm. oh, I, I can do this. I keep saying that. I can do this, girl, because you can do this too. Yeah. So what is another piece of advice that we should talk about? I think a big aspect here is community. Mm -hmm. Get in it, work it, and find family. Um, I think the other piece, like I said, like being by yourself is like a muscle you work and it's the same with community. Like at first it can feel a little awkward and tense or tense to like find your people, especially post-grad where you're not getting these friends that are just like automatically in school with you. Yeah. And you just keep showing up to the Bible study. You show up to that small group. You, you just keep going. And the Lord is faithful to mend hearts with people and, um, and then you live life with people and you do life with people in all different seasons. I think too, like, especially not even closing yourself off to people that are in relationships or married. I know like sometimes you're like, they just don't get it anymore. Mm -hmm. They're like doing their own thing. But there's something really beautiful about being in community, doing life with people that are in all walks of life. Yeah. Something I think I really aspire to be is a great girlfriend. Like friend to my girl girls like yeah not like a relationship girlfriend because it's like if I can be a loyal faithful friend who's passionate about doing things for her friends who is um willing to sacrifice things who's willing to be there as a, as a helping hand I think those friendships don't just end when you get married right they're made to be lifelong 
And so it's like now is the time. And I have a lot of married friends now and I'm able, I have an ability to travel and they don't have that ability sometimes. And so it's like so nice to be able to say, oh, I'm going to fly to Orlando to see, to see you. And it's just like, it's because I have the ability as a single girl to go do that. Right. I have the freedom. I don't have to talk to a spouse right. and say, hey. Is it okay if? Yeah. Do we have the money to? Yeah. And like those, those things, like you're saying, like being a loyal friend, faithful friend, showing up, championing people, those things translate into all relationships of like being a good friend, being a good daughter, mm-hmm. being a good coworker, a good boss. And then eventually it translates into being a good wife, but it's, it, yeah. you're not doing these things for like, oh, I'm going to be a good friend. So I'm a good wife one day. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just stewarding what's in front of you well. And then the fruit is there in, in other seasons as well. And we were ma- never made to do life on our own. Yeah, absolutely. And not. I feel like, especially when you are single, that's like when you need people. And I think a lot of women are like, yeah, but I don't have like women can't like I, I can't get like comforted. Or, like we can't like cuddle like there's like things I think a lot of people just say like, oh, well, there's no like intimacy. But I don't think that's true. I think even with your female friends, you can actually things that you need or like your love tank that feels empty because you're not in a relationship, those can be fulfilled in community and in friendships. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm missing physical touch. Go hug your friend. It's true. Oh, I I feel like I'm lacking deep, intimate conversations. Go deep with a friend. Like talk talk about what what's your what are your struggles? Right. What are issues that you're going through? What are your temptations? If you're lacking, I don't know, what's another one? Mm. Like emotional intimacy, physical intimacy. Yeah, I think too, like it's so like as you cultivate this community that you're in, now you can you develop trust and now like if I'm lacking one of those things I can call you or text you and be like girl I'm struggling with this today I need x y and z and I know that you are more than happy to meet me where I'm at and like fulfill these needs that I'm having Mm -hmm. and but that didn't happen like the second week that I met you like we we cultivated trust and friendship Mm -hmm. and now like I'm comfortable being vulnerable with you because i know i'll be received well yeah so that's why you have to like you have to like work Mm -hmm. work the community and then you're able to have this intimacy with people that can be lifelong if i mean friendships are like my mom always says it's a reason a season or a lifetime (laughs) so but it's just you there's so much to be gained in doing life with people and i think that Doing life with people can solve a lot of lonely issues too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of times when we think of loneliness, we're like, oh, I'm so lonely because I think I actually need someone. But the loneliness is usually rooted in the fact that you haven't been able to be in like vulnerable with somebody. Right. Or you're lacking that emotional intimacy. And I think that can be found in female friendships, but you have to learn to dig deep. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm even thinking of like this week, Yahoo came to visit me, and I was like, "Do you want to plan some things for when you come here?" And you're like, "No, we'll figure it out." And we literally have had something to do organically every single night. I mean, we've had game nights, we've gone to dinner with people, we've played pickleball, we've gone to coffee shops, 
we had people over and watched movies we made bazookis with some of our friends like we just had easter and our friends made us lamb and lasagna like it's honestly been i mean we're turning down people <laughs> we're turning away <laughs> what I'm... and what i'm getting at is like I, people she... she's very popular <laughs> people knew everyone Bianca wants was... to be her friend <laughs> stop people knew Bianca was in town so people were hitting us up but my point is is like you work the community and then it's like oh i'm my days that i'm home and that i'm saying that i'm that i'm staying home and resting it's restful and it's with the lord and it's not out of like lack and me being like i'm so lonely i don't i don't have people it's like no i'm choosing to spend this this night by myself like for rest sake mm-hmm. and to like refresh but that's it. that wasn't the case a year and a half ago when i moved here like yeah. it's taken time and it's and there's still even like developing friendships and people move and things like that so things are always shifting but i i think you just be faithful to show up and god's faithful to like bring people to you yeah because right now i'm in this weird season i moved back home to my hometown but i'm struggling finding community Mm -hmm. and it's weird being here back in dallas because we've been doing stuff every day and I'm like, oh my gosh, my mood is so much better. I feel so alive. I feel like myself. And it's like back at home, I'm trying to find community. I don't have many friends right now. And so it's this weird transition point. And I feel loneliness creep in or it feels like maybe it would be better if I had somebody. I get these thoughts, you know, then I wouldn't right. be bored on a Friday night. And I just think that if you can invest in community, it really does change your mood it changes the way that you see the world and also it gives you like a confidence boost to be surrounded by people who love you yeah and i think too like once you get into a relationship you don't want the only your only community to be your mans like i know that that i know that i have done that before in relationships (laughs) (laughs) um i repent um it's not an ideal and maybe we'll have a podcast about like how to date well I right. think that combined, we can have, we can come up with some great, great points. But yeah, I think it's right. So it's like accountability and being living in a light and walking through things like you're walking through the things in your relationship and you have people to go to. So it's like even in and out of singleness, you need community. Yeah. And it's it's a it's like the first point that I was making is like, don't wait until mm-hmm. you have a boyfriend and then you're scrambling because you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to play basketball with his friends. I don't have anyone. Right. So go find people that you love and love you. That's so good. So one final point that we're going to talk about is that time is not against me, that time is on our side. That's true. Your mentor told you this. And then you voice memoed me, and I was like, my life is forever changed. She did. This is wisdom. She told us a few weeks ago. It was honestly in passing. She's just like, has so much wisdom. And she just said it in passing. I've been thinking about it ever since. Um, Yeah, I think when you're single, I think especially as women, you're like, oh, my God, like, my eggs. It's true. They're they're going down every month. It's crazy. When I turned 27, I swear, like, I kept hearing, like, oh, yeah, like, women have this clock. I have never heard the clock so loud before. I mean, it tick, tick. <laughs> it's loud. It's getting louder, and I'm nervous about what's going to be like in my 30s. Lord help us. But I think there there has to be like a zoom out, 
30,000 feet view of your life. And I mean, we could even like dive into like eternity here, but, and just like the, the reality of like this life is so fleeting Mm -hmm. and our, I, I just think it's important as single people to not make marriage our one true goal in life end all be all yeah and it's a desire of my heart and i think it will be so beautiful but like my life doesn't start when i get married therefore time is on my side because i'm living and i'm living with christ and frankly i'm already married to the one true living god and that can feel like uh whatever a a christian cliche but there's a reality there of like i have deep intimacy with someone who knows me informed me and loved me and he's he's coming back for a bride and he's coming back for me and i want to live in such a way that i have eternity set in my heart he's already set it in my heart but i want to renew my mind daily to that reality that's good and not like constantly longing for the next because i know that if if you can't find contentment in today i mean you're gonna get married and you're gonna be like i want a baby i want a house i want another house i want to i i want a third and fourth and fifth baby and what are we gonna retire and can we get that vacation home in florida it's like it will never end if you can't find satisfaction in the Lord. That's so good. And I, I can even think of that, like, I know that's been a struggle for me. I, I can remember, like, in high school being like, I just want to go to, I just want to get in college. And, like, I just want to figure out what major I'm going to do. And I just want to land that really good job. And it's like, I did all those things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and now, like, the, the thing feels like, oh, I just want a husband. And it's like, I can see through my life that none of those things really fulfilled anything. Yeah. So... You just keep living for the next if you can't find contentment in the Lord. I think it's such a lie. And I think, not to blame everything on the church, but I do think the church has put such an emphasis on marriage being kind of the ultimate thing. Yeah, absolutely. And they're they're always like, marriage is the biggest decision you'll ever make beside like accepting Jesus. And that's true. But by saying that, they're almost making marriage the ultimate. Right, the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be so focused on it, which I have been throughout my entire twenties where I'm zooming in and I'm like looking down, like, when am I going to get married? When is this going to happen? When is this mysterious man going to show up and then not actually look up to look at the beauty that's around me and to just live my life well. Right. Because there's so much beauty around us. Yeah. Like. Oh man, I have, like, I'm in a ministry school right now and I have great friends. I like, am, I love the Lord more than I ever have. I have this great job that's really flexible with my school. And I, there's like the small, whatever nitpicky things that I could, I could find something to complain about. 100%. But I think the Lord has been so good to me and I don't want to let it pass me by. And it even gets into like, maybe we could talk about this sometime on a podcast, like living slow. Mm -hmm. And I just want to live slow and savor and enjoy what's in front of me rather than rushing past it. 
And like all my married friends are saying this, like, enjoy it while you have it. And it can feel condescending. A hundred percent. But I there's merit in it where it's like, oh, I I really can enjoy. I can see that there's beauty in this and I can see that I can hop on a plane and go to Bianca's sister's Bianca's brother's wedding in July and mm-hmm. oh I can go travel nurse to New York in this summer if I want like there's there's things that I can just do and I want to cherish those while I have them because I know in the next season it won't be the same yeah yeah it changes every season is different right and every season has its pros and its cons yeah absolutely and it's like sometimes I think okay when I get married I don't want to have this realization like oh my gosh I didn't live my life well before this what am I doing with my life right or I don't want to have the realization of wait I put so much emphasis on getting married now what right now what now I'm gonna have a kid okay but it's just well, if you make it the pinnacle and then you get married at 30 and then you have 40 more years to live, I mean, then it's just downhill from there. And I yeah. refuse to believe that that I'll peak in in a in a couple years of, if I get married yeah. and then what that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there there just has to be more. Mm-hmm. And the the root of all that is like we we have to be satisfied in Christ. Yeah, and it's it's the only way it truly the only way forward. Because yes, like we can travel and we could go get degrees and we could do all these things, but unless we have, and it's not even, you know how people are always like, oh, be satisfying God. And then right, not even, it's not even that. It's just, no, I want to be so satisfied in him that it doesn't matter if it's a high mountaintop moment or a low valley moment. I want to be, I want my eyes to be fixated on Jesus. Right. Like period. That's it. Like satisfied in him, period. Yeah, things think that the the natural progression of living life with Christ is that we have a we have a really good father who will bring us good gifts. It says, if you who are evil talking about our parents know how to give good gifts, how much more will will our heavenly father? So the good gifts will come. Mm -hmm. But it's just because he's good. Yeah. So that's. That's great, but the they're they're just gifts, mm-hmm. and I want to be satisfied by the father of the gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's just a it's just a differentiation, like a mindset, and I think that too is a slippery slope to be like be satisfied in Christ, and then he'll give you a husband because then we're getting into like works based. Yeah, and I always get offended because I'm like, you don't think I've been walking closely with God for the last fifteen years of my life? like i have been saved since i was 14 and i have been walking with him like no games and you're saying that i you're saying that my friend who got married at 19 was satisfied when she was a teenager being single no that doesn't make sense like it has nothing to do with that it's just i want my entire life to be built on he is the only one that will bring fulfillment he truly is the only one He's the fulfiller of all good things. And he br- he he fills my life with good things. That's what I've been reading so much lately is Psalm 103 is he fills my life with good things. One of them could be a husband one day. That's a good practical. If if you are having a hard time, 
um, and you're having a hard time being thankful towards the Lord, the key to thankfulness is remembrance. And if you were like, I don't have any, I don't remember one good thing this this man has done for me, go read Psalm 103. And it, it talks about all the, the things. It, it says the uh, forget not his benefits. And there's like five or six of them. Mm, he forgives my f- sins. Yeah. He heals my diseases. He satisfies me with good. Yeah. That's the last one. And he crowns my my head with loving kindness. He is the one thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's and it's not even coming from like a religious standpoint because it's we're not saying that we don't struggle with being single. We yeah. talk about it a lot. <laughs> 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 and it doesn't mean that we're just like hitting on hidden under a rock either. No. We're not saying don't go on dates. We're not saying don't text that guy back like we're not saying that but it's just the root of this desire shouldn't be like oh out of i'm so desperate and my life is so boring i want a man it should be god if he comes i want to be ready but i i want to be so satisfied and rooted in you that it doesn't matter it just does it if he comes or not it doesn't matter my eyes are fixed on you and i think that's the point yeah my my last thoughts i think are john 10 10 it says um i have come that you may have life and have it to the full and he he will give you an abundant life and he'll give you an abundant life in singleness he'll give you an abundant life in marriage you just have to show up and lock eyes with him and he is searching for your gaze and if you will give it to him he will satisfy you yeah even even in our hard days even in our hard days even on days where we're like am i ever gonna get married (laughs) is this man ever gonna come how the heck is he gonna find me it's true and yeah it's not to negate that there's hard days there there are i mean i'll call y'all and be like i'm having a hard single girl day and like get a friend i think that's one thing is if all your friends are married go find single friends yeah because you need to talk like of course, they're your mar- they're your friends, you know. But it's just good to be able to call a girl up and be like, "I I don't think he's ever gonna come." Yeah, and then your friend will pull you out of that, and yeah, and and just hope on. that you're not going through the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> call a different friend. If yeah, that's if that's the case, yeah. But we wanna, and I think the thing is, is we wanna be also examples of. I want a 22 year old to look at me at 27 and say, "What the heck." She is living her best life. Right. And she's not crying all the time and just like depressed and sad because she doesn't have a man. She's living her life well and she's asking God, Lord, how can I jump into your story? How can yeah. I do things for your kingdom? And it's like, I want to, I want to be, if I'm not married till I'm 35, I want a girl who's my age to look at a 35 year old and say, you know what? I'm going to make it. Yeah. We're going to make it. Peace. Yeah. So one last question I have for you is, this is what I'm going to ask all my guests, is if you can give one piece of advice to your younger self, it could be about faith, relationships, or health, what would it be? My advice would be that life with God is fun. And I think that for a long time, I thought that living the Christian life was saying no to all of these things and 
like restraining myself and only listening to Chris Tomlin. And it's just not true. The reality of the Christian life is that there is joy and peace and fruit. And he will be the one to satisfy me. So that's good. I think you just committing your life to the Lord at a young age is not something you'll ever regret. And I just, and and even at an older age, there's no, there's, there's no regret. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm, I'm, oh Lord. That's good. No, that's so good. Yeah. I think we need to hear that. Life with God is fun. Life with it's God an adventure. Is it is an adventure. It, he takes us on a crazy adventure and we don't even know what's up next, but he's just like smiling and just leading us. Yeah. And it's, it's good to be led. Yeah. It says that he makes us lie down in green pastures. Like, like when you're trying to, you're running all around crazy and you're out, you're anxious and trying to finesse. He lays you down in the green pasture That's and good. says, I will restore your soul. Mm -mm -mm. So let him. <laughs>